Hello and welcome to Meta Beta Gaming. I am your host, Matthew Warbe, aka MWarbe001. For all you Instagram followers and for all you PC gamers, I'm CoolHardy100 on Steam because I just gave up on console gaming and I'm strictly stucking to PC because it's easier to fix my PC if it breaks. Ultimately, fixing consoles has gotten very expensive and very difficult. Uh, my brother's PS5 sat, sat, sadly died. The power supply blew up. And Jesus, to take that thing apart was so complicated. Oh my God. It was so complicated and so many screws just to take out the power supply, which is literally underneath the motherboard. You literally have to take out everything, the entire thing, just to take out the power supply. Oh, my God. It was such a hassle. Oh, God. I wish they did a design similar to the PS4 and PS3, where the, where the power supply is literally right on top. And literally just takes two screws to take out and unplug. But no, they decided to do this crazy demolishy. I don't know what the hell you call it. But oh my god, they went completely wrong. And they put the power supply underneath everything. So to get to the power supply, you literally have to take the entire console apart and take out the motherboard. Also, I mean, oh my god, what was Sony thinking? It was just it was a madhouse. Um yeah, but, you know, he's going to order a replacement power supply and uh, he's going to order a replacement um, N.2 SSD because that also burned. But everything else is still good. <laughs> but but yeah, you could also follow my co-host, Sweet underscore Heart Paris. That is his Instagram following. And uh, yeah, uh, let's talk about today's episode, which is going to be another review episode because apparently... My review of Castlevania Nocturna actually got pretty decent feedback and decent reviews. So thank you so much. We greatly love your support. We greatly love your feedback. So anybody that's listening to us um, that want to give recommendations as well as feedback, you can always comment on uh, Instagram. You can always comment, uh, send us direct DMs. We always message. We always uh, reply back. But yeah, um, Castlevania Nocturna got awesome reviews. So after binge watching the new Scott Pilgrim anime, which is on Netflix, it's only eight episodes. It takes about four hours. You could binge the whole entire first season. I did that last night. And yeah, let's get into it. First of all, I seriously love this animation. I was skeptical at first. I was skeptical at first because I thought this was going to be another direct adaptation of the comics and of the live adaptation film, which don't get me wrong. I love the live action film. I thought it was amazing adaptation, but I didn't want another adaptation in TV form, you know, because it would have felt redundant. But I was pleasantly surprised they got everybody from the live action film to do the voice acting, which was amazing. I thought that was a perfectly good idea because the film was such a success and they did such a great job that honestly bringing them back to to do the anime was the best thing they ever did because they fit their voices fit so perfectly into that Scott Pilgrim universe that I don't really feel like another actor could do it justice kind of like kevin conroy as uh batman 
you know, there's been uh, there's been phenomenal great Batman actors, Michael Keaton, Christian Bale, you know, Ben Affleck, Robert Patterson. They all done phenomenal jobs. They all did great jobs. Um, even George Clooney, even though Batman and Robin sucked, they still did great jobs. But when you think about the the, the definitive Batman voice, you look at Kevin Conroy and what he did in Batman the Animated Series, as well as the Arkham video games and stuff like that. His voice is iconic with Batman. That's how I feel with the Scott Pilgrim universe. You know, the actors that did the 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 live action Scott Pilgrim movies, those are the the those are the definitive voices that I hear when I read the Scott Pilgrim comic. Those are the voices. So for them to bring them back and to do this, it's just awesome. And they did a swerve. I'm telling you, they did a swerve. Everything about this show was phenomenally great. I mean, they did such an awesome job. I cannot, I cannot probably say how great they did because you have to watch it to see it for yourself. But they did such a phenomenal job. And this is not a retelling of the comic books. This is not a retelling of the movie. This is a remake slash pseudo sequel that is still within their universe. It still has their self-awareness style. It still has that adult humor. It's everything what made the comics great and what made the live action film great. But it's a new adaptation. And it's a great idea. It's such a great idea. I love that they did this. I was, you know, kind of hoping they did. I didn't want a one-to-one adaptation. And I was, you know, I was pleasantly surprised. I was pleasantly su- su- surprised. Um, It's not a direct work. So let me break it down for you guys. So the first episode plays off exactly like the first volume of the comic book. So if we're going by that, but towards the end of the episode, and I have it marked here, I have it saved. It's around the end of the episode. So the first episode is around 28 minutes and 30 seconds. So 24 minutes and 22 seconds is where they throw that curveball in there. They throw that curveball and it's not the same. So the end of the first volume, spoiler alert, this is spoilers. So at the end of the first volume, uh, Scott Pilgrim faces the first evil ex of Ramona Flowers. And it's after their concert. They have this battle. Scott wins. And the story continues. Well, here's where they throw the curveball, which was it sets up the stage that this animation is not gonna follow the comic books at all it's gonna be its own thing and it's gonna be awesome so as soon as the battle starts in this show scott pilgrim uh i think it's matthew patel is the first evil x right they get into their battle stance they shape this like a video game which is which is phenomenally awesome right boom they go into this battle matt throws this punch a Big portal open. Scott Pilgrim, you know, uh, explodes. Matt, you know, the little coins pop up, and oh my god, did Matt did did Matthew kill Scott Pilgrim? Oh my god, I was like, holy crap, did he kill Spot Scott Pilgrim? Like, what the hell happened? This is not how it goes in the movies. This is not how it goes in the comic in the comic book, book scripts. 
this is where they drove the curveball at you. And it's such a great curveball. Because now it's like, okay, there's no Scott Pilgrim. You know, what is this going to do? And it turns into this beautiful journey of Ramona Flowers. A character that you don't really get much. Because in the comic books and in the movies, it's mainly about all Scott Pilgrim, right? So you get this journey of Ramona Flowers trying to figure out what happened to Scott Pilgrim, right? You get this beautiful journey. So it moves on to the second episode. And this is where it's funny because we get like a funeral scene of Scott Pilgrim in the second episode. Everybody's like going to his funeral. We see Scott's uh, Pilgrim's ex and she does this song and dance and all this crazy things. And then we get to um, the, the evil exes, right? The next couple of scenes, we get to the evil exes. And we get more in-depth about the evil exes. We get more about their story. And it's crazy because we don't really get much about the story. All, you know, all we get is they dated all Ramona Flowers at one point or another. And they all broke up with her, you know, or she broke up with them. She broke up with them. And, uh, you know, it's such a dynamic. And we get more of this backstory. And we learn more at the end of the episode that Scott Pilgrim is not dead. He is alive. And Ramona Flowers is going to find out what is going on. You know, you know, what happened? How is he not dead? The whole shebang. So the rest of the episodes, uh, three, four, five. I would say uh, one, two, three, four, five. I would say about till episodes, yeah, three through five. And six is where we get more of the climax and get towards the ending. Uh, six, seven, and eight is around the climax. And that's where they put everything together um, to, to explain it all. And it's crazy. Like, it's crazy because. She's not only a supporting character here and not just Scott loves um, a love interest. She has a more, I guess, involved in the story. She's more involved in the story. And it's and it's also pretty great. I mean, even Knives gets progression in this uh, show, which is actually amazing. Like every single character gets enough time to shine because this is television format but also they get more growth and they're not so one-dimensional like in the comic books and like in the movie they are really growing um especially roxy i think the episode with roxy is probably one of my uh favorite ones because of the fact that all of the exes they all get closure with ramona and they all move on with their life in different directions uh, but Roxy was one that was kind of interesting because we discovered that Ro, you know, uh, Ramona kind of did Roxy dirty. You know, she kind of did her dirty. So Roxy was legitimately upset because she never got closure. And the fact that Ramona did her dirty like that, you know, it really does hurt. So, so the fact that Ramona acknowledges is, is that and kind of apologizes to her. 
in a sincere way, in a sincere apology, and acknowledges that she did Roxy wrong, and they end the episode on a good note, you know, not like friends, but, you know, with closure, and Roxy kind of tries to hit on the other girls and stuff like that. It, was, it is hilarious. But yeah, like, that was one of my best episodes. Um, What else? There was a lot of episodes here, because the bad part is that it was only eight episodes, but you know, it is Netflix and most of the animations, um, you know, kind of is like that now. I don't know why. I really wanted it to be 10 episodes, but, uh, you know, it is what it is, I guess. That was the only downside. Probably the only downside is it is too short, but um, even Knives, like, like uh, let's, let's go back to Knives. She has such a growth because in the comic books and in the movie, she was kind of seen as the... As the love struck, you know, you know, 17 year old girl falling for the rocker dude, you know, the bass player and a, a band. She's has like this puppy love crush. But in the show, she kind of gets her own arc um, a little bit and she moves on from that. And she gets a personality. She actually takes a personality and it kind of plays with the dynamic dynamic because at the end of the show she actually joins the band as their pianoist i i think it is the pianoist and the band sounds better so it's kind of it goes more in depth um it goes more in depth it goes more into nuance even the final episode with the big final boss which i'm not going to spoil it but you gotta watch this thing this whole like they threw so much into this, but it all works out. They did a whole like back to the future plot thing. It's just crazy, but that's all I'm gonna say. Um It's it is crazy because let's go into the animation because the more I talk about this, the more I'm gonna spoil things. I don't want to spoil things. I want people to watch the show, I want people to enjoy the show. So let's talk about the animation. Uh the animation. If you guys read the comics, the animation style is right off of the comics. Everything feels right off of the comics. It feels like the video game too, because they took some they took some nuances from the Scott Pilgrim video game too. So everything feels like it's in the universe. Animation is super tight. It is super tight. Uh, I saw this on uh, Dolby Vision TV. It's the only downfall is that it's only 1080p. Um, it's 1080p Dolby Vision at the highest quality. So it's not 4K Dolby Vision. I wanted it to be 4K Dolby Vision, but 1080p is perfectly fine. It honestly looked it great on my TV. I'm not complaining. Uh, you know, that's just nitpicking. You know, I wanted a little more. <laughs> but yeah, 4K um, Dolby Vision would have been awesome. But we got 1080p Dolby Vision, which is perfectly fine. I love the Dolby Vision. It brings out the animation style better. It pops the colors really good. I saw some episodes in standard definition. They they look fine. I saw some episodes in a regular HDR TV um, because my bedroom TV is uh, HDR 10. Well, it's not HDR 10. It's actually just standard HDR. Um, but yeah, it looked at, okay. But Dolby Vision obviously brought off the, the best colors with... Uh, HDR and standard definition kind of rounding out the other two. Either or, um, didn't really look that much different. 
But Dolby Vision obviously brought out the best colors. Wow, this is so hard. This is so hard. I should have been more organized with this. Um, I sh really should have been. Uh, the Japanese studio that did the animation was Science Saru. Um, you could tell they referenced the comic books a lot because of how accurate the game is. So they really did their homework here. Each episode title looks like the opening of a video game because it all says, you know, press start. <laughs> that was the funniest thing. Every title card of each of the eight episodes had press start like it's a visual novel video game or actually it's like a video game itself. Oh, my God. That was so funny. I actually noticed it. You know, they, they would say start here or actually press start. It's so hilarious. Oh, my God. Um, you know, the, the battles with the coin drops, even the music was like video game style. Um, I think it was a Japanese rock band that did the music. Um, I don't know their names. Uh, and of course, an American group su supplied the rest of the soundtrack. Um, I can't even know what to say, like. Scott Pilgrim Takeoff, I guess it's it's simple. It's fun. It's not meant for kids. Obviously, it's not meant for kids. These are meant for older, older teens, 16, 17 year olds, 18 year olds, um, young, young adults and people that grew up with with the original live live action movie also grew up with with the comic book. I mean. It's the show is meant as an extension. It's meant as an extension to the comic books, to the movie. It's meant to heighten that universe. It's not meant to replace it. And that's great. That's awesome. I love adaptations that do that, that are not afraid to expand on the universe because it both gives you that nostalgic feeling the comfort but also the self-awareness to say we are taking a risk to push this thing it's kind of like Final Fantasy 7 remake it's a pseudo sequel slash you know remake because it doesn't follow the original game to the letter it's expanding the story of the original game same thing with Scott Pilgrim Take Take Off. It follows the original comic book up to a point, and then it branches off, and then it does its own thing to pay homage to the comic book, to pay homage to the original live-action movie, but also does its own thing, and it creates like a full circle type. Not like a full circle, but... I guess an alternate dimension, I guess, because once again, I don't want to spoil it, but, you know, the original comic book series does take place. Um, They do reference it and they do showcase it, but then they add on to it by doing this um, uh, Back to the Future style time travel plot that gives us this new timeline <laughs> where the original comic book is one timeline. And this show is 
is another timeline, but parallel to the thing that kind of goes in where the ending of the comic book is still sort of the ending to this animation show, but just done differently. I mean, we both get a happy ending. In my opinion, is it better than a comic book ending? Yeah, maybe. Um, to a certain point, because of the fact that all these characters are fully now developed, and they got, they got more screen time. I got to know their backstories a little bit better. A couple of things. That's why I feel like this, in comic book form, will make the original you know obsolete. Because I feel like this is the better adaptation of the comic book. And it's so good, it might even replace the comic book if they decide to do this in comic book form. Um, as a great way to experience Scott Pilgrim. But yeah, I mean, it's not easy to grade this show. I mean, if I wanted to give it a grade, I'll give it an A+, obviously. But it's hard to grade it because this is the second adaptation of Scott Pilgrim. And the first movie set such a high bar. The first movie set such a high bar that that also is an A plus in itself. So if you love Scott Pilgrim, watch this show. If you love the movie, if you love the comic book, watch this show. If you love animation in general, watch this show. Because animation is actually very good too. Overall, like this show, because I don't want to spoil it. That's the whole thing. Like I spoiled it a lot with the time travel aspects but if you have netflix just watch the show it's eight episodes it's four hours you know watch it in one night you're not gonna regret it you are not gonna regret it so yeah thank you guys for listening once again i am your host matthew warbay aka mwarbay001 for all you instagram followers and for all you pc gamers i'm coolhardy100 on steam and yeah um i'm probably gonna watch the Oni Musha show next, and I'll probably do a review on that one. There's also another Netflix animation show that I'll probably want to watch. Um, I think it's called Blue Samurai. I'm not sure. Uh, somebody recommended it to me, so I'm probably gonna watch that too. And yeah, I'll probably review that too and give you guys my opinion on it. So thank you so much, guys, and as always. Be safe to each other and have an awesome Sunday.